right, welcome to episode number four of Racing with Ryan. I am your host, the voice of the new Smyrna Speedway, Ryan Stevens, and joining me again on this episode, the super spotter, Margo Sterling. How are you doing tonight, Margo? I'm good. You're good? Good. Ready to talk racing? Yeah, sorry. Still doing research. That's okay. I know. We're going to throw it to you later for some uh, non-circle track stuff. Oh. Um, and, and, that and, wasn't the research I was doing, but okay. Oh, well. Uh, I'm it keeping works. you on your toes. So we have, we have a lot to get to. There was a lot of racing in the state of Florida and Georgia this weekend, and I'm sure there was all kinds of other great stuff that we missed, but uh, we are going to cover the Auburndale Speedway Sportsman Super Bowl 100, plus they had a big modified 50 over there as well. So we're going to talk about that. Uh, luckily, we're able to be in attendance for that race, so we have lots of stuff to talk about there. Plus, we're going to hear from the winner of the Sportsman Race, Mr. Chad Rutherford. He was uh, nice enough to take some time earlier and do a quick interview with us, so we'll play that after we recap the Auburndale Racing. Um, there was also the big Sermons Memorial Race over at the Showtime Speedway, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And a lot of our new Smyrna guys went down there uh, and ran pretty well, so we'll talk about that. Plus, there was the Leroy Davidson Memorial at 417, and of course, we will talk a little bit about Speedfest at the Watermelon Capitals Speedway or Crisp Motorsports Park, what, what, whatever they're calling it these days. I always call it Crisp because yeah. I forget that, like, that's the track we stopped at in yeah, Cordial, we, right? we did, yes, in Cordial. So it's Cordial, Watermelon, Crisp Speedway. No, it's Crisp Speedway or Crisp Motorsports Park in Cordial, Georgia. Okay. But it is also Watermelon whatever capital. capital speedway because there's a watermelon field off the backstretch there is if you spin too far off turn three you will take out their watermelon crop yes and then you will not get paid kind of like in uh vermont when we went to devil's bowl it's on a huge cow pasture don't take out a cow don't take right. out of a don't well, take out then, a watermelon and then we go to devil's bowl the guy flies off the top of turn one and about ends up in the woods so yeah but he wasn't in the cow pasture it was okay he got stuck he got really lucky there were some like palm fronds there and yeah he got, he got stuck. stuck right in and the he, edge he was able to race the next race so yep. yeah you never you never know what you're going to see at the racetrack and i think that's what keeps us both going back because uh we saw some stuff this weekend for sure oh yeah yeah we like i said we have plenty <laughs> plenty to talk about here so we'll go ahead and get right into it uh of course we're going to talk about the armadale sportsman super bowl 100 as they called it uh, pretty good show there. They had 17 uh, pretty good sportsmen come up. And what I liked about this field, um, the competition was good. Like, pretty much everybody there was a lead lap car. Look, can I be the first one to say this? And I think I said this to you and maybe Devin on Saturday after the race. I was not expecting to see Adam Briggs up in the top three. Oh, I know. He he ran second pretty much all of, all of the race. Yeah. He, I, he did really well. I was, Yeah. And and he he got lucky with the invert because well, of course and I they. Guess I don't expect to see him up there because I've seen him run New Smyrna a couple times, but I know he is kind of an Auburndale Citrus Showtime Four Seventeen, like one of those tracks regulars. Yeah, still kind of getting his bearings on the bigger. So track, I'd but... only ever seen him at New Smyrna a couple times. I think he maybe was there during Governor's Cup. Yeah, and we, that we've he was seen there him in a truck, and I'm we've just seen confused. him at New Smyrna in person, kind of bounce between the truck and the Sportsman. So yeah. Um, yeah, but, uh, they, they did, they had qualifying and the invert was six, which Brookstore was fastest in qualifying. The invert six, that put George Gorham on the pole. And let's be honest, if you or I see George Gorham on the pole, especially at Auburndale and a sportsman, Bye. we know he's going to be tough to beat. So right off the bat. And he led 92 laps. Exactly. And that's the first note I have here. Gorham led the first 92 laps, which were, for Auburndale standards, relatively clean. There was a yeah, couple spins. Yeah, we had a caution on lap one, turn one. Somebody yeah. got into somebody, and they spun around. Yeah, I think around. Richard Elkins went down through the grass, and a couple other cars got collected. And then on, like, lap 54, if I actually was to look through my text messages, I would know exactly what lap it was. Elkins, and I want us maybe it wasn't Elkins, but it was definitely Cody Stickler got turned around on yes, the front stretch there was a problem elkins had problems he was a lap car he had problems stickler was running second and actually ran into the back of him oh yeah that was when i texted you from the back stretch and you're in the tower and i'm like i didn't realize that cody was running second because yeah. all of the like it looked like a really good race until i finally looked at the scoreboard and went holy shit this two is like on the track 11th but according to the scoreboard he's second right in, in um the funny thing about Cody Stickler, 
Uh, when I got to when I got there, I saw this white car that had a, a American Auto decal on the the windshield. I'm like, that looks like an old new Smyrna car. So I go up into the trailer. And I'm like, hey, who's driving this one? Uh, Cody Stickler. I'm like, okay, what number is going to be? It's like, and they go, well, it's five. It's on the other side. I didn't realize that the other side it was an old Jerry Artuso car. So we know it's a decent car. And Cody had a great run going. Was up to second. Got involved in that wreck. Busted the radiator and unfortunately did not finish. Um, that was tough luck. But as they uh, as they continued to race here, uh, George Gorham, he continued to lead. And then they had that debris caution with eight to go. And that really set up, yeah, debris. Uh, that set up that late race the, oh, uh, you chaos. Mean the piece of debris that they had driven around seven or eight times yeah, before. Yeah, it's, it's um, one of those things mm-hmm. where it was down on the front it stretch. It finally got spotted. Yeah, it, it like made its way halfway down the front straightaway. And I think it finally made it into the peripherals of the flagman. Because I don't think they could see it from the back stretch. So I promise you, we couldn't see shit from the backstretch. Yeah. So there you go. So it finally made its way into the view of the flag, man. They called the caution with eight to go, and it was just chaos after that. Yeah, we had two cautions leading up to lap ninety-two. After like that, yeah. lap ninety-two, we had twelve hundred six six million nine hundred. I'm glad like, you kept count there because were a I lost a lot count. of freaking. Cautions. Yeah, realistically, there's about six, five or six cautions in those last few laps. And, and I remember looking at Glenn Webster, Daniel Webster's dad, and being like, oh, it's going to get bad now. He goes, cautions breed cautions. Webster's and then pro- 8,000 cautions later, yeah. Webster's probably like, yeah, this is why we're in the modified race. Yeah, probably. I, uh, but Well, I wasn't even with Daniel. I was with his dad, and his dad's like, cautions breed cautions. Yep. And I'm like, And, oh. and at Auburndale, they sure do. When you get a caution late, you know everybody's going to get aggressive. You almost have to use the bumper to root somebody up out of the way. I do remember posting on my Facebook and getting many laughs from people that were there. This is the race that never, ever ends. It just yeah. goes on and on, it my feel friends. that way. I think there was about 50 caution laps at the end of this thing. But things got very interesting under one of those late cautions when uh, Brooks Dorr and George Gorham Restarted 1-2 on a late restart. Caution came back out. Brookstore gets into George Gorham under caution after the yellow comes out. They both cut down tires. They both go to the pits. They're both basically out of the running. And as you'll hear from Chad Rutherford uh, on the broadcast or at the track while I'm announcing, I say, Merry Christmas, Chad Rutherford, because when Gorham and Stora went out, arguably the two best cars, that gave the lead to uh, Chad Rutherford to try to hold off uh, the last couple laps. And uh, when, when all was yeah. said, when all was, yeah, Margo's like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I have a lot I'd like to say right now, but. No, I love George like a brother and Brooke is an amazing driver. She has so much talent. I'm not even going to freaking try to say that she doesn't. I love and respect them both so much. Honestly, I know they have a history, especially at Auburndale. I mean, <laughs> I don't blame either of them. Look, what what I'll say about it is... Like, it's, that is me being Switzerland. I could yeah. never say I would do the same thing she did or he did. I'm sorry if I'm running for, what was that, 2000 to win? 3000 to win. 3000 to win. That's, I'm gonna that's good re- money for the sportsman. I'm probably going to wreck my mom. Yeah. And then run away. The, the only thing I will say is it's a shame that it happened under caution and that they didn't, like, go like you know white flag door to door like that it's too bad that uh, i did i did kind of during the race see some rough driving on everybody's part which yeah, i feel like it for was typical me, auburndale i have to put it like it's typical auburndale somebody door slammed let's, 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 somebody door slammed jess schofield and he lost like six positions it's not just typical auburndale it's typical bullring style racing wait, wait can i quote denny hamlin yeah that's just short, short track, track racing. racing yeah that'll come it's, up later in the show I too mean, uh I, I do. I've known George almost my entire life. I love George Gorham. He was one of my mom's babies, just like Jason Boyd, who is Brooke Storer's crew chief. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, they that is two people, like, if they were ever fighting, I could walk in the middle of it and they'd stop because they would see me. But Brooke is so talented to where I feel like she doesn't have to drive dirty. And I'm not saying she was. Yeah. But George is also so talented to where he doesn't have let you can have rivals. Don't cut somebody's tire on purpose underneath under the caution. Please just do it on the last lap. Screw them that way. It's like I was saying, it's a shame that it happened under caution. And I will be honest with you, if George, uh, if his tire did not go down, I don't think anybody was going to beat him. 
He Unless they dumped him or something on the, on the last couple laps. Wouldn't but. be the first time George Gorham got dumped. Shit, yeah. it wouldn't well, be the first be time the, George Gorham dumped exactly, somebody. Exactly, exactly. I kinda, love you, George. You as far as George goes, it's kind of what goes around comes around situation. It's, you know, I know there's been some bad blood between him and Brooke, and I doubt that it's actually over. Um, so it's just one of those things, short track racing, it turned the race on its head. It gave the fans a thrilling last couple laps and, and what well, a victory and, and I for was Chad asked, I was asked who my three, who my top three was for the race. Yeah. And obviously Devin's car is freaking gorgeous. Yeah, He's coming it. off this win at red eye. I had been hanging out with him and Tanya. I'm like, okay, well I have George Gorham, Brooke Store, and Devin McLeod. And, and he Those got caught up top in a big wreck where he went over the top of somebody and yeah. almost left the ballpark. And I think, I think he still, he still finished, finished like fourth. fourth. Yeah. But I'm yeah. like, but whoever asked me who my three picks were, I think it might have been Webster's dad. I'm like, oh, George Gorham, Brooks Store, and Devin McLeod. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. They're all really good friends of mine. Or I have really good friends of mine working for them. So I'm going to automatically pick those three. And then George and Brooke get into it. And I'm like, yeah, remember, I'm Switzerland here. I have it's, no opinion. I have lots of opinions, have but they're staying in my head. Yeah. And, you know, it... It was a crazy race. It was about what I it, that's why I was excited to go to this race. I knew that we were going to see some stuff and uh, I'm glad I didn't leave and go to the sermons race. That's yeah, the th- show. This was definitely a very entertaining night all the way around. So kudos to to Auburndale, but big kudos to Chad Rutherford picking up the win in the uh, Tommy Steyer Memorial Car. Win. Yeah, he was very emotional and uh, I'm sure a lot of people that listen to this will you know, know who Tommy Steyer is, know that he just passed away. And, and Chad was really close to him. And he, I, I'm not going to discuss it too much because he talks about it in his interview. So I'll let you all hear it from the source. But for him to win in that car, and he's been trying for the last few months to get, and that was his goal with that car, is to get it in victory lane for Tommy. And um, I think he was a little surprised that he that it happened on this night with the competition there. But he was so happy. And once he was able to kind of reel in that emotion he was able to just celebrate and, and it was a feel-good victory lane down there even though there was some shouting that was going on yeah before and we got down after there. talking to him like when we were talking to him after the races he's like oh yeah there was some shouting and cussing going on in victory lane but i didn't care i yeah. won yeah he was yeah he, he was happy adam briggs there was some late race as there's gonna be in short track racing some restart shenanigans or one guy thinks the guy went too fast and the other guy doesn't like to restart but hey that's good old-fashioned Saturday night short track race, and it was a great race, and uh, congratulations to Chad. And uh, like I said, we do have an interview with Chad coming up. We're going to cover the open-wheel modified race and the rest of the Auburndale proceedings before we do the interview. Um, but just want to mention the top three here for the sports for the Auburndale Sportsman Super Bowl 100. Chad Rutherford is your big winner. Adam Briggs, the young driver, comes home with a great second-place run. And shout-out to Sean Harper, finishing third in the double zero. That car was totaled at 417 Speedway when when me and Margo actually went down there in, what was it, November? Was it right November Thanksgiving? November 30th. Yeah. Oh, it was after Thanksgiving. So Sean Harper's team able to uh, basically had to put a rear clip on the car and got it back with a great third place run. See, and we were standing behind them in line to get in. That's and right. I didn't realize that it was them yep. until we started talking we about the car that. And all that. Yep. Yeah. Sorry. So, again, um, there's your top three for the sportsman. Great job for Chad Rutherford. We're going to check in with him here in a moment. The other um, kind of co-main event on the card was the Modified 50. Uh, only 12 cars, but at Auburndale, that's not a bad field. For 12 it was, cars, they put on a good race. It was a good race, and, and they also had an invert of six. And for most of the race, it was Robert Diesler in the 92 who was leading, but... His lead did not last long. There was some uh, contact as we got into the last quarter of the race between him and Travis Wilson. And you remember, under caution, again, Robert Diesler runs, literally ran over the side of Travis Wilson. I'm sorry. When? I'm sorry. I have to go off on a tangent. Go for it. Because this was my mind as I'm watching this race. This was the one race I sat in the grandstands. By John from Speed Shift, Dirt Dauber, whatever. Yeah, yeah, in the, in the main front stretch, yeah. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, go Devin, go Daniel, cheering for those. And then I see the 92 and the 62, 62 yeah. kind of get together, but not really. The oh, caution, no. oh, I mean, they did get together. Then the caution comes out, and you see the 92 use his race car as a weapon. Yeah, it was, it was just... But the most gratifying moment for me, I'm sorry, I am a race fan when I am not at New Smyrna Speedway. The most gratifying thing for me was he went and he tried to destroy Travis Wilson's car, 
and took himself out of the took race. Took himself out of the race, got DQ'd, and Travis Wilson rebounds for third. Like, I'm sorry, where... Oh my goodness, if any of the drivers, and I have spotted for a modified, a sportsman, a mod mini, a freaking late model, if any of those drivers ever went, hey, I'm going to use my car as a weapon, I would Natalie Decker spotter that <laughs> shit off the It'd freaking... Just be like, bye. I'd be like, all right, I'm not part of this chaos. How is that? That's not even okay. Yeah. That, it's not okay. But then again, it just showed the short tracks, the tempers, yes, it, it all boiled over. Short track racing. Uh, no. After all that happened, though, Devin McLeod, who set fast time, arguably had the best car. He took the, or I'm sorry, um, Daniel Webster. Daniel Webster. I kept getting those guys confused. Sorry, they, Daniel De- Webster. B- B- Devin's 23, Daniel's 35, uh, 21 and 54 are their race car numbers. Right. No. Sorry, I looked at the wrong thing here. Daniel Webster, who, who set fast time and arguably had the best car. He had God, the lead that for a car while. Is so pretty. It was a very pretty car. Very, very nice looking modified. And then he had the rear end lockup. Right towards the end of the race, did a little lazy spin in turn one, but the the rear end locked up on him, took him out. So that kind of gave the control to Devin McLeod, who went on to win the big 50-lapper ahead of Cody Allen and Travis Wilson. And actually what came off for Daniel Webster, I'm trying to figure out exactly what came off. you got a report there? Um, I kind of had seen it. Go ahead. Keep talking. So, yeah, after... Um, at top link bracket. Top link bracket. Yep. That, that'll that do it. You have no clue what that I, is, I but not. our listeners will. Yep. That, it, it was weird because I, I look up, he slows off turn number four, and then he just kind of did a lazy like, well, I'm going to not hit the wall, so I'm going to spoop, spin out going about 20 mile an hour, and I uh, took him out of the race. But Devin McLeod, who had a nice rebound on the Sportsman, a fourth place there, and a win in the open mo- open wheel modified race, so... Uh, it's been a good start to 2020 for Devin. He's got the Sportsman win at New Smyrna. Now he's got the big open wheel modified win, and he's got two uh, two races lined up for New Smyrna. He's got a Sportsman ride and a truck ride. So I we'll started see if we can get another to, win. I started to message Devin yesterday or Monday. What day is it? It's Wednesday. Yeah, started already. to message him on on a Monday or maybe it was Sunday and be like, Hey, you're welcome for carrying your helmet down, giving some good luck. Good luck helmet. Good luck helmet. No. I, I love Devin's car. I hope to see the modified. I was kind of talking to Tanya about Speed Weeks, bringing the modified down. Yeah, they, they should it's, bring it out for a night or two. It's up in the air, but knowing that he's going to be out there with the sportsmen, I think he's Devin's always won. The, you never count him out. Yeah, and, and especially this year. He's off to such a great start, like I said. So yeah. Devin McLeod wins the big open wheel modified 50, Cody Allen second, and Travis Wilson, after trying to be taken out of the race, rebounds to finish third. So a good run for Travis, who for those of you that don't know, is the son of Rick Wilson, the former uh, NASCAR Cup Series driver. Um, the other pure socks now? Yeah, the other big <laughs> event, and I just want to hit on this real quick because it was very exciting. Uh, James Peters and the five appeared to have the pure stock win in hand, but Jamie D. Donahoe, did I call him Jamie D. Donahoe Jr.? Yeah, Jamie, Jamie Donahoe D. Jr. Uh, on the last lap, got right to the bumper of Peters, knocked him up out of the way, and was able to take home his first win. Very controversial, the bump and run. Some people think it's dirty. Some people think it's show track racing. Um, but uh, Donahoe Jr. goes to victory lane. There was a lot of shenanigans going on in victory lane, a lot of yelling back and forth. Uh, Jamie Donahoe Sr. was yelling at Peters. Peters yelling at them. Um, and then Jamie Donahoe Jr. had something stuck in his hair, so it took a while to interview him. But it was chaos down in victory lane at least a couple times at Auburndale Speedway last week. But uh, I want to give a big shout-out to uh, to Jr. for winning. He came up to me in the pits uh, before the race was started and goes, hey, I listened to you because I was there for the truck race too a yeah. couple weeks ago. He's like, I listened to that truck race over and over. You were just so entertaining and so exciting. So he was like, he was almost like fanboying over the announcer, which they I just are, thought was funny. Uh, Jamie Sr. and Jr. are yep. such cool people. They, I they love are. them so they're, much. They're definitely uh, full of energy. So when when things go crazy, they will get and right in the middle of it. most definitely Polk County, which I yeah. can say that because I know yeah. they're not going to get mad at me. I love them. They are so backwoods, Auburndale, Polk County, but they are so fun. Like, we went down and hung out with them for a few minutes after the race, and they were just so excited. Yeah. Even though there had been some kind of issues in victory lane, they didn't let that get to them. Yeah, it's um, just a product of the kind of race. I don't know the other Peter's name, the five. I don't. James. James. Yeah, because you got James and Kyle, so it's easy to get them. Basic white boy names. Yeah, yeah, sure. I feel like adding a Ryan in. Um, yeah, right. 
Yeah, or a George. Sure. Which there was a George in there. He was Somewhere, second. Yeah, that's right. Oh, he did finish second. Yes, that's he right. did. In the canine. But like, yes, in the canine. But uh, damn it, now I forgot his name again. Which one, James? James Peters? Yes. Okay. James had kind of like thrown down the gauntlet of come to Citrus yeah, County. Let said, me come see to if Citrus you're gonna... and I'll show you. I'm sorry. I've been to Auburndale Citrus 417 every track in Basically Florida the except Showtime. They all race the, the same. same. Yeah. But hey, I'm telling you, if we have an off week and the Pure Stocks are racing, I'll probably go to Citrus and watch that. Oh, you know I love me some Citrus County. And, and I love me some Pure Stocks, Super Stock, Street Stock type things. Citrus, so. aside from New Smyrna... And that's only because it has to be my first favorite racetrack. <laughs> Citrus is my favorite track in Florida. I the love The one that time track. I've been there, I had a great time. So I'm hoping to get back oh, out there right. at least the once right. or twice Cooper this race. year. I popped your Citrus cherry. That's right. And we'll try to get back out there later on this year when we get some off time. They race and, March uh, But yeah, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Jamie Donahoe Jr. I love a first time winner and, and I love good people. So congratulations to them. And uh, uh, I do want to uh, just... As far as some of the Victor Lane stuff went, at least everybody kept it to words and everybody kept their cool. There was no fights or anything. So all in all, a great night at Armadale. The was, announcer came home in one piece. That, that's right. I, at one point, <laughs> I made a joke to Rick uh, Rick Bristol before I went down. I'm like, I mean, it might need security to get down to Victory Lane. I remember, I think it was after the Pure Stock race, you were kind of like adding your own little ad-libs into what they were saying because you had turned off the mic and walked away. You're like, oh, yeah, they're saying you drove me wrong. And you yeah. drove me. Yeah, well, I, I, I try to keep because there, there was some harsh language going on. Yeah. And with it being, with there being families there, I, I try to keep bad language off the microphone. So sometimes I throw in my own ad libs. Just, I want people to know what's going on, but I don't want bad things to spill over the PA. So, and, and it was being broadcast. Your three-year-old stepson and his mom. Right. Thank you for and, that. And it's <laughs> being broadcast live on Speedshift TV. You never know who's going to be watching there. Um, so, but all in all, a great night at Auburndale. I had a great time. I, I do want to thank um, Rex Guy and Rick Bristol and, and Ricky Brooks for giving me the opportunity to get to get in there. I do want to thank Uncle those Wakey. guys. Uh, for giving me a chance to uh, come out during the off season and have a little bit of fun, and uh, always open to stepping in and helping out Auburndale, and uh, and again, big big thanks to Rick Bristol because I, I didn't want him to think I was stepping on his toes, but I just I like uh, I like going to racetracks and talking racing, so um, big shout out to them, big thank you to Auburndale for uh, letting me come on in there and call some races, and who knows uh, if, uh, if we'll get back in there. Uh, down the road here when we have some off time, but I'm looking forward to the 2020 season at New Smyrna. We have Speed Weeks coming up for New Smyrna. We're going to have our Speed Weeks preview show next week. That's going to be a big show. We're going to give you all our thoughts and predictions so on excited. that. And Margo's very excited because we're going to be talking our home stuff next week. My boys. That's right. So uh, at this time, we're going to go ahead and hear from the Auburndale Sportsman 100 winner, Chad Rutherford. And then we'll get ready for the rest of the show. we got some other races to recap. So we'll be back in just a few. All right. So on the phone with us now, we have Chad Rutherford, driver of the, well, it was the number two car. We'll talk to him about that here in a minute. But uh, talking to Chad, the uh, the winner of the Auburndale Sportsman 100 this past Saturday. Chad, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? Doing really well, man. Really well. Again, thanks for uh, taking some time to talk to us here um, tell us about your big win on Saturday night. Uh, it was um, it was eventful to say the least. Um, you know, as we uh, we went there and tested on Thursday, and uh, we had a really really good car. Um, in fact, we cut testing kind of short just because it was so good. And uh, you know, we got there on Saturday, um, and throughout the day, the car was really consistently uh, fast and, and and could really lay a lot number down anytime we wanted. And, uh, come qualifying time, I think the temperature and just uh, for whatever reason, we just didn't qualify. We we, you know, we were running consistent O's throughout the day, and for whatever reason, we only ran about for 20, and, and it was a little shocking to all of us, but it was what it was. Um, you know, with the invert, um, we didn't catch the invert, so it kind of put us kind of mid-pack, and uh, that's where the that's where the fun began. But for, for the most part, the, uh, the call was really still good. It took, I think mainly it was the, Tires just didn't come in time with a two-lap qualifying session, and usually by, by the time five, five or six lap came in, the car really came back to its own again, and and really we just kind of rode. We rode for a long time behind Brooke and and Schofield for as long as we could, and and then uh, you know then then I guess towards the end a lot of fireworks started off, and we just tried to keep our nose clean. It was it was tough to do. <laughs> yeah. Was a tough part. 
I mean, you were you were right there in, I guess, the hornet's nest for most of the race. But luckily for you, it didn't get till crazy, too too crazy until about the last what ten laps or so. Yeah, for the most part, I guess. I guess we had that late caution at ninety two, and I was about eight to go. And 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 then reality, we had we had moved up, we had moved up from ninth up to I think it was sixth, and then we got to fifth, and then and then suddenly in a couple of restarts, we found ourselves in third. And then, uh, you know, whatever the Gorm and, and the store issues were, it kind of like you said, I think on your broadcast, you mentioned Merry Christmas, Chad Rutherford. Yeah. Well, it was Merry Christmas, so it kind of, uh, it, it fell right into our hands, and, and, and I knew the car was good enough to stay out front. I was just, I was more shocked, actually, what took place, but uh, all in all, I'll, I'll definitely take it. Well, it's like, sometimes you just got to let the guys in front of you, guys and gals in front of you, to, uh, beat themselves, right? I, you know, it, it's funny, you know, I, I've, I've, I've been, I've raced for a long time, and unfortunately it's been a while since I've been a victory lane, but uh, yeah, sometimes it's, you know, most of the people beat themselves, and most of the time they, they try to do things they don't need to, or, or try to force issues, and you know, like you mentioned in the race, we don't, we don't run many hundred lap races, so I was really trying hard to really be patient, and not put the car in bad positions, now I did get caught up in a few of the messes that weren't mine, but you know, at the end of the day, the car, we kind of kept it going in the same direction, and and yeah, I mean the guys in front of us, kind of guys and girls, unfortunately, uh, you know, found themselves in their own little story, and then were able to come from, uh, take, take advantage of other mistakes. So it kind of worked out. Yeah, and, and it it worked out real perfect. And and what a story for you to win uh, with that car with, with the paint scheme that it had on it. Uh, I mean, you were pretty emotional there in victory lane. How much did it mean for you to win this race in that car? You know, it, it's it still gets to me today, and it probably get me tearing up now, but. Um, you know, Tommy Steyer and I, we grew up together. I mean, I'm a little older than he was, but, I mean, we spent a lot of time together. And, and up until his passing, you know, it was an everyday conversation. So, you know, it was a no-brainer for me. You know, once he had passed, that I wanted to dedicate something to him, to his family, to all of our friends. And, and to put the, you know, change the car number two was, was really, again, a no-brainer. Um, but, yeah, it, 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 it didn't hit me, to be honest with you. Unfortunately, Briggs and I had a couple of uh, misunderstandings after the race. Yeah. And and it kind of took away from the reality of actually winning the race and, and doing what I had hoped I could do. And then once it kind of hit me, I realized, wow, I actually pulled it off. And and then like you know, with with my numbers having the space on it, and and it just it hit me really hard. And and to be honest with you, it it, it kind of it it was what I wanted it to be. Right? It was it was I was able to bring a lot of people that that remember Tommy. A lot of people have been racing for a lot of years together, and that's kind of ultimately what I like to do. It, it, yeah. I know we all want to win, right? We all want to win races, but, you know, we forget sometimes and put things in perspective that, you know, racing is just racing, but ultimately if you can't do it with the people you love doing it with, it's not really that much fun, you know what I mean? And that's, yeah. And, you know, and without having Tommy around, it kind of, it stinks for sure, but, um, you know, I get to share it with his mom and his dad and, and all of our friends, so it, 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 it was really cool for me, and, and, and um, I'm hoping to get a couple more this year that way we can uh, celebrate that too. Absolutely. And, and one of the things I think is really cool is that maybe not everybody knew Tommy Steyer, knew of him. And now that you, you have this win and you've been running that car, it's helping kind of spread his story a little bit. So a lot more people are, are aware of his impact that he had in the, uh, in the motorsports community. Absolutely. And, it, and it's funny too. Unfortunately, it takes sometimes the passing of somebody or, or them not being here anymore to realize, you know, how much they meant and or what kind of impact they had on the race community. But it was amazing. Even on his viewing, the amount of people that showed up. I mean, it was, it was insane. The amount of people that thought he was their best friend. Yeah. You know, that just goes to show you to the testament kind of person he was that he always made everyone around him feel like they were the most important thing at that time. And, and, and he did it different for me. I actually even made a comment during his viewing. I, I was a little jealous. I said, hell, I thought I was, the, I thought I was his best friend. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. it, it, you know but, but in all reality, it just goes to show you what kind of person he was, what kind of family he came from. And, and how much he meant to, to a lot of people, not just me, but with the car being in, in, in his memory, I, you know, we talked about the race, we made a joke about leaving at number two, and in fact, for this weekend, or next weekend coming up, it's going to remain the number two. And, awesome. And I think we may, we may be leaving at number two for a while, and, and uh, it's just, it's still my way of still trying to remember my friend, right. you know, and my buddy, and... and uh, I was going to ask you what uh, if the plans had changed on because you know you had said in Victorland, well we might change it back to five, and I said oh maybe you should keep it. So so it sounds like yeah, you're no, you're going to keep it for a little bit. Yeah, after you mentioned that, and then we we all kind of as a group got together, and then uh, we started talking to you know to family and stuff, and they they thought it would be really cool if we left it alone. So 
we're going to do that. We're going to leave at number two. And, and it, ironically, and something a story many people may not know is that my dad, who was a really good race car driver back in the day and, and won a ton of races, his original number was the Flying Deuce. Awesome. Two. So now it's yeah, all coming so together kind of, now. Yeah, it kind of trans- it's transcended, you know, a few a few decades here. And, and now to know that, you know, it, it always had a meaning to me. Uh, because my dad, that was his number. Yeah. Uh, but then, then now with Tommy, it, it just, it, yeah, you're right. It all comes full circle. And all I want to do is just represent the right way. And I think by having a few more wins, we'll do, we'll do that for sure. Well, that's awesome. I, I like I like that you're going to keep the number, and I like that you have the goal of, of going out there and, and getting some more wins. That's awesome. Yes, sir. So uh, tell us real quick here before I let you go, what uh, what are your plans looking like for 2020 coming up? Well, we've, we've got a pretty extensive schedule. Um, we're try, I'm trying to run as much as I can. I, I mean, I, I own a company, and I, and I stay pretty busy with that. And, yeah. Um, but, but with that, we, we're, we're definitely going to run speed weeks. Um, awesome. We're going to try to hit as many of the wheelman events as we can. Um, there's also, as you were aware of, the Auburndale has their own little, uh, little series going on along with 417, yep. along with Showtime. So we're trying to do as much as we can. We want to survive. You know, I live closer to Ponte Gorda, so I'm really trying to support Joe Gentry and 417. But, but all in all, we've, we've, got, we've got three cars in the stable. We're trying to keep them all occupied, going to different places, and, and try to support all the tracks as as you know, we all love doing this, and, and, and unfortunately, if cars don't show up, we can't keep doing it. So, right. uh, my goal is to try to keep it going as long as we can, and, and try to run. Uh, we're gonna have we're gonna run a good twenty-five to thirty races at least this year. So, well, you'll be quite busy then. Well, we'll uh, yes, we'll, we'll definitely be keeping up with you here uh, on this show. We're trying to follow all the or as much Florida racing as we can, not just uh, not just keeping it to one track. So it'll be interesting to follow you uh, throughout the season, see how you do. And, uh, you know, last time you came to New Smyrna, you ended up winning a dash for cash after a guy spun out in front of you and almost took you out. So, uh, you know, last time you were at New Smyrna and then you're coming off a big win, you got all the momentum going in your favor, man. Yes, I do. And I'm hoping we, with this new car, it's been really sporty. So uh, we're going to go to Thursday and get some testing in and uh, maybe, maybe we'll surprise some more people when we get there, uh, get there in a couple of weeks. All right, man. Well, hey, we're looking forward to seeing you at New Smyrna as part of the uh, the first ever Wheelman Series race over there, and we wish you the best of luck in 2020. Absolutely, but I appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. Have a great night. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. So, big thank you again to Chad Rutherford for taking some time to chat with us. Uh, the rest of the show here, we're going to talk about some of the other big racing events that were going on uh, around our neck of the woods here during the uh, during the weekend. Uh, 417 Speedway had a uh, 100 lap super late model race. It was the Leroy Davidson Memorial. And um, Jesse Dutelli, of course, would uh, go down there and take the win. He started eighth. He led the last 30 laps on his way to victory. Uh, unfortunately, they only got nine cars down there. And I was thinking, huh, I wonder why that is. But then as I was doing more research for the show, I realized the big Speed Fest races at Watermelon Capital or Chris Motorsports Park. Um, that probably had something to do with it. I'm sure they would have had a handful more cars go down there, but it's just funny to me that, uh, some other places will get nine, 10 cars and people just go crazy. Oh, they don't get cars. They don't get cars, but it's not just one track. It's, it's other tracks at certain times they struggle to draw cars. And it's unfortunate because I feel like a hundred lap super race down at 417 would be a pretty good show. And it seemed to be a good race. It's just, uh, it's it's all about scheduling and what else is going on, and sometimes those other events will will take away from it. But uh, Jesse Dutelli goes down there and does Jesse Dutelli things. He is so good at these little bull rings. I just he hasn't found the speed at like Five Flags or New Smyrna yet. But uh, Jesse Dutelli gets his first win of 2020 ahead of Michael Atwell, who's also done really really well at these bull rings. He is so good at Showtime and and now at 417. And then uh, Dylan Bigley round out the top three there. So um, it seemed like a pretty solid 100-lap race. I didn't hear of any shenanigans or anything like that. But I didn't see any. No. And I have Jesse on Facebook, and I didn't see any. So so another uh, another good, solid win for Dutelli. I'd love to see him. I, I don't think he's going to do the whole World Series, but I'd love to see him at least come out to the 100-lapper because I think he'd be a good addition to the Speed Weeks field. I love Jesse Dutelli. He Maybe. shows up and he is one of my picks. So. Yeah. Well, let's see if we can get on get on him to come out and at least be part of Speed Weeks a little bit. But so that's went on. That was the big uh, big to do down at four seventeen. And uh, the other big race happening in Florida was, of course, the Sermons Memorial uh, Mod Mini Race, which 
What what they have, Margo? About thirty something cars. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. According to Race Monitor. So twenty seven, and that's how many started the feature, I believe. Well, that's how many I saw during qualifying. During qualifying, okay. Well, that's that's a good field of mod minis because I mean, if you can get ten at New Smyrna, you're talking a good field. So twenty seven some odd mod minis down there. Uh, like I mentioned at the top of the show, we had a lot of our uh, New Smyrna regulars representing down there and they've ran really really well so we'll talk about that here in a minute um the oh. win in the sermons race this is the second annual sermons race if i'm not mistaken right is it the fourth, fourth? wayne anderson won three. Oh, okay so of course we we were figuring wayne anderson would be a contender and he was he was right up there for a long time unfortunately uh, from what we understand uh he was penalized to the back of the field at some point during the race that kind of set his uh his his chase for another win in this race a little bit behind. Yeah, apparently, like I was kind of keeping tabs on it and watching it on race monitor. He was running like second or first at one point and then got sent to the rear. I don't know why. I just know he got sent to the rear, so all involved. Yeah. Um, and then, but he powered back for a third place finish and the Ted Volpius owned beautiful, a black gold and red number 71 and Eric, I don't know how to say it. Kucha. I'm going to say Kucha. Kucha. Eric Kucha won. I don't know who finished second because it was, well, uh, Dennis Valdez. Yeah. Okay. And Not I'm a unfamiliar, I don't I'm unfamiliar with those top two. So, and then I know that our own pizza man was doing pretty good he actually, and then he blew up or something. I heard the, the pizza man actually won the B feature. So he did. no, he finished second. Was it second? Okay. So he, he had a good ride second, in the B feature. And then something happened. So he made the race. He made the race. Yep. And then something happened about halfway. And by halfway, I mean on the 400th caution and yeah, 15 laps. I'm sure. Something happened. He pulled in. I think it overheated or something, but I haven't fully gotten my race report yet. So I don't know. But I do know that Rex Christensen, Reed Christensen, all of our new Smyrna guys, kind of. Uh, they at least Dylan finished. Reynolds went oh, down I'm there. Sorry. John, John DeGeorge went down there. Yeah. How about this? So we're talking about Wayne Anderson a lot because he's the defending winner of the race. Uh, Wayne pretty much dominated out there last year. Um, he finished third. Dylan Reynolds was sixth. He's one of our new Smyrna guys. He's always a contender when he comes out in one of the Jamie Dixon cars. John DeGeorge. How about John DeGeorge? He got his first win during Governor's Cup weekend last year. He goes down to a brand new track, and he finished 10th. John DeGeorge finished 10th at uh, Showtime Speedway. So a great run for him. And Rex Christensen, another good run for one of the new Smyrna guys, brought it home in 11th after and not then, qualifying a and year, then year Reed, ago. Reed, Reed had problems in the race. He finished towards the back, but yeah. he was still out there. So Either way, I'm still proud of, first and foremost, my Volpius Motorsports uh, boys. I don't play favorites. Okay, just kidding. Yes, I do. Uh, Volpius Motorsports, Wayne Anderson, driving Ted's car. John DeGeorge, and then the guy Callen Racing. Yeah. Uh, Pizza Man, Rex Christensen, Rex Reed. Reed. Yep. They like, all made the show this year because last did. year uh, Rex went down there and uh, I think there was another New Smyrna driver that went down there. They didn't even make the show. So big turnaround. And, and to see Rex just outside the top 10 and to see John DeGeorge go to top 10. We, we know Dylan's good. We know Wayne's fast. But to see those guys be right there on the top and 10. And I, I it was remember great to see. texting you because somebody had live streamed on Facebook. I want to say it was Stephanie was live streaming. And I could just faintly, like, you know how I look at John DeGeorge's car. I see the red, white, and blue, the eagle. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I see an eagle. Oh, my God, his nose is missing. Yeah. And I literally, I think I texted you that his snoot was yep. crinkled in. No, it was half missing. Half missing. Half well, that missing. sounds about right for another bull ring like Showtime. I just, mean, I'm just, just like we were talking to Arbondale. At just, Showtime, you basically got to race the same way. I'm just glad his radiator host stayed on. Yeah. I'm sorry, John. I love you. Well, it was. Um, it was another. It sounded like another great race, and congratulations to Eric Kucha. I'm, I'm really Kucha. hoping that next year, like. We can go, and not just we go. I'm hoping that Brad will have his car, just another out of the Wolfias yeah. Motorsports stable. Because uh, if I'm going to go to a race with that much prestige, I want to be in if it. If only the Sermons race could have been this coming weekend. but No, because we have our... Well, we do I have will, other Can I talk out. about that at the end of the Yeah, show? yeah. We okay. will mention uh, we will not be at a racetrack this weekend. Well, we will. It's just a go-kart track. That's true. We will not be at a regular Florida racetrack. But anyways, we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, so again, that that's uh, 
that's kind of what we have on the sermons race. Congratulations Sorry. again to Eric Kucha for getting the win there. And now we're going to move on to Speed Fest at Watermelon Capital Speedway. Boy, this would be a fun event to go to sometime. They got, oh, it's on my bucket list. Yeah, they had, I believe, 28 Supers and 28 Pros, so a good field of cars. They had some other stuff going on, too. But first, real quick, we're not going to spend a lot of time on this. Uh, we weren't there. We didn't get to watch it. But just from what I read, there was a lot of action. Uh, first, we're going to talk about the 125-lap Pro Late Model Race. Uh, Steven Nassie edges Willie Allen for the win there. And it was a side-by-side, literally cars bouncing off the Push wall type somebody finish. somebody up to the wall yep. and bounce them off of it. But Steven Nassi, and Nasty Nassi, as he would be called on this day, uh, did take the win there. How about Dawson Fletcher coming home in fourth? Dawson Fletcher, a former uh, Pro Late Model champion at New Smyrna. He was the 2018 Pro Late champion in his rookie year. And I then how about him. our 2019 Pro Late Model champion, Daniel Dye, finishing seventh in that race? <sighs> And we got to give a shout out to Harold Crooms bringing it home in the top ten. So our you know Central Florida contingent uh, having a good race over there in the pros. I was so happy. I, don't get me wrong. I was happy to see Daniel Die and Harold Crooms do so good. Yeah. My son, his name is Dawson, so he, yeah, loves, he loves Dawson, Dawson Fletcher. Fletcher, and he loves Daniel Die because he thinks he's the king from Cars. Oh, you didn't hear him. I did. I, did you hear him I when did. I was talking to him? And he yep. was like, "Number forty-three. That's it's the, the king. king." I'm yep. like, "No, that's Daniel Die." He's like, "That's the king." No, mommy, it's the king. I'm like, yeah. "No, son, it's Daniel Die." But anyways, Dawson loves Dawson Fletcher because he gets to see his name on a race car. And no, I didn't name my kid after Dawson Fletcher. <laughs> it's just a coincidence. I here. didn't name him at all. But Dawson loves Dawson Fletcher and he loves Daniel Dye and he has a Harold Crooms shirt. So he also loves so all Harold of his, Crooms. All of Dawson's boys did very, very like, well Like If you in the give my race. kid a t-shirt, he's going to cheer for you, Brooke Storer. I'm calling you out because you gave him a t-shirt and he's wearing it to bed night. George, I love you. I'm sorry. So that is definitely a, a race I would recommend going back through Speed51's website yeah, and re-watching we- if you can or at least watching or going through the, the race day coverage that they have. Uh, they also had the Super Late Model race down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Heim beats Kyle Plott in another side-by-side finish. And get this, this was Corey's first start, I believe, with the Jet Motorsports team. We've yes, seen Corey down at New Smyrna two, three years ago when he was kind of getting his first start, and now he's uh, hopped on board as part of the Jet Motorsports team and having success right off the back. I want to say that Corey's going to be racing ARCA this year. I so don't Corey's know, on his way up. Every time I hear the name Corey Heim, I think of Corey Heim and Corey Feldman that were in the oh, Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah, different different people here. Obviously, that Corey Heim is dead. So, yeah. No. Uh, the big story in this race, though, which we got to talk about, we talked about George Gorham versus Brooks Story. You got that rivalry. But now we have Bubba Pollard versus Stephen Nassie. Um, well, let's see. What, what happened first? I think... Uh, I think Steven got into Bubba, and then Bubba came back and got into Steven, and Steven was not happy at the end of this race. What else is new? Yeah, well, I mean, but here's the thing. I, I just don't get why people have not learned you do not mess with Bubba Pollard on a short track. Why have people not learned that you don't mess with Steven Assey on a short track? Good question. Says the these, girl who has a Jet Motorsports shirt has... These, these are two great short track drivers that you do not want to make angry, and they got into it with each other. And now all the talk is, well, we got to get Steven Nassie and Bubba Pollard together on the same track again. It'll sell tickets. It probably will. I, I It really... would sell tickets, but I'm sorry. I'm not going to buy a ticket to see some fucking wrecked race cars. I'm not. That's true. I that, love that, Steven. See, there's, there's... I have known Steven for forever. I have watched him grow up. And I am the biggest Bubba Pollard fangirl I think there has ever been. Bubba's awesome. And so is, so is Steven. I love both. Anytime they show up to New Smyrna, it adds so much but depth But I'm not going to buy field. a ticket, first of all, to New Smyrna Speedway ever in my life. But I'm not going to buy a ticket to a race to see, hey, which one's going to take out which oh, one yeah. faster. I, I don't, I'm not saying that I want to see them in a race to take each other I out. I want to see them race each other hard. I love the drama that oh, yeah. can build because oh, yeah. I know how Bubba is and Rivalries I know how are Steven great. is. They can race each other clean or quote unquote bumping. Rubbin's racing. Absolutely. Wrecking is not. There's a fine line. There is a fine line between taking you out and rubbing you because we're going to race hard. See, I'm kind of curious to see which one crosses that line, but that's not why I'm going to buy a ticket. 
I, I honestly feel like Steven is still frustrated after the whole snowball derby fiasco. Well, he's brought it up enough. Yeah, I feel like he's got a chip on his shoulder right now. He knows Somebody that Bubba needs to eat it. Bubba's kind of the king of the short tracks in the super lights right now. And, and but at the same time, Steven Nasty does not back down to anybody. Look, I he see doesn't care St- if you're Bubba Pollard or Kevin Harvick or Kyle Bush. I see Steven all like tough and like Billy badass. Uh, I'm like, track, I remember when you had braces but, in your teeth but, and you were and he was like a big in chubby tears. Guy. Yeah, yeah, like, calm down. I yeah. love you, but calm St- down. Steven's a big old teddy bear. Steven's but... awesome when you're drunk and you need a phone charger. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. But Pollard is awesome when you just want a picture. But he does not put up with any shit from anyone. So... And neither of them do. So no. it's going to be really interesting to see where this goes. I will happily watch I, I think it from my couch. That if Stephen Nassie can let it go, it won't go any further because I think Bubba's already put it behind him. Bubba's, Let's get Stephen Nassie in a tour mod for Speedworks. I I would love that because <laughs> I was just gonna say I think Bubba has his focus now on racing on with, with uh, one of Ryan Priest's uh, team's tour mods for Speed Weeks. Bubba's committed to doing the the full Speed Weeks as long as everything goes all right. No, I um, I I love. I, I, I feel I feel like Bubba's already put it behind him. So if Steven doesn't hold the grudge, I don't think it'll come to blows again unless they're racing side by side for the win on the last lap. Then I, who knows? Like I said, like if it was Nashville or like Pensacola, I would wreck my damn mama. Well, I love you, mom. I would wreck you. Sure. I know you would. I'd wreck my own son. Wow. I don't care. I would. Just you heard straight it here first. up pull your sister. <laughs> <laughs> knock him over <laughs> knock him right in the snoot yeah. yep i would i would wreck pretty much i would wreck my best friend sorry mike smith i'm coming for you <laughs> i'm just kidding i'm i'm sorry there's not much i wouldn't do but look steven nassi has won so many prestigious races so has bubba pollard they have both both worked so hard for this whole reputation they have in motorsports especially in the southeast they deserve it. Seeing those two have now this little rivalry is so good for the fan base that likes yeah. to see the rival. Like they're probably all Kyle Busch fans. Look, the next the next racetrack that gets Stephen Assey and Bubba Pollard, no matter what happens on their same entry list, is going to sell some tickets. That's just the nature of this beast. Now I like to be like, okay, I've known Stephen since he was just dweeby looking, and I have. That's why he's so not intimidating to me. Over the past year, since he's been filling in for David Rogers. Oh, I still fangirl over Bubba. I love Bubba. Yeah. In my opinion, they're two great, aggressive, hard-nosed drivers that are great for super late model racing. This little rivalry, whether it builds or fizzles, is great. And uh, whatever happens, we will be following it. That's all I can say. And the other other thing I'm going to say is good old short track racing. Yeah. And, Let's and quote I think Denny Hamlin it once made, again. Yeah, Denny Hamlin, quote of the show here. Um, but it made, I think it made Speedfest over it, there become a be a success this year. Everything we saw this weekend, sorry, I'm playing with my hair. Everything we saw this weekend is what makes short track racing so good. Yeah. We saw the rivalries. We saw the I'm going to spin you or put you in the wall We saw to win. bump and run. Everything. We saw side-by-side racing. We saw spins. We saw sparks. We saw calamity. I that, saw drivers going up to Ricky Brooks. That That is why no matter what track you end up going to during the week, please make sure you get out and support one of your short tracks. Keep support them going. Support your local short track. If it was not for you, they would not That's be That's right. There. And if it wasn't if it wasn't for short track racing, I don't think my life would be as good. So I'd I know dead, my life wouldn't so be as good. I'm going to go so, ahead and say that. Um, like, like I said, um, I know Citrus is racing this week and they had their quote-unquote season opener super late model race going on this weekend. We have um, tru- trucks at Auburndale. Trucks at Auburndale. Auburndale again is racing. Um, gosh, has, has Volusia started their speed weeks? I think they... No, uh, they start on the 4th. They start on the 4th. Okay, so you got Volusia coming up. You got new Smyrna speed weeks. Make your plans to go out and be somewhere. Of course, uh, we will be talking new Smyrna speed weeks next weekend. Real quick, though, on a non-circle uh, track racing note, who won the Rolex 24? Wayne Taylor Racing. Wayne Don't ask Taylor me Racing. for all the driver's well, names because hey, I can it's a say team one thing. of them. So Wayne Taylor Racing, and I know Kyle Busch was in the 
in the Rolex. I, I want to say he finished about ninth in class. I don't know. Something I just like know that. that Wayne Taylor Racing won because that's who uh, Jason got, photographed. I, I think I think this is the photo. first Rolex where it hasn't rained at some point, so they got lucky there. There was, uh, it drizzled, but it didn't did it, rain. Rain. Okay, well that, that's that's good. I, it, I know there's been pissed. Rolexes where it's rained like half the damn race and it's just oh, nothing God, going on. The last one I was at in 2017 when Jeff Gordon won it. See, rained. we should have gotten Phil on the phone to talk Rolex, but uh, congratulations uh, to Wayne Taylor Racing. It seemed like a good Rolex. I saw some highlights. It seemed mm-hmm. entertaining enough. So interesting, uh, interesting enough. So can I do my little? Yes. So to close out the show, we're gonna if, let Margo take it over. We, besides all the great racing that you can go to, we have something very special going on this weekend as well in the racing community. If you are not planning at being at any of our local Florida tracks this weekend, Little Five Hundred and Maitland, Little Five Hundred Go Kart Track from one thirty to probably four thirty or five o'clock. A lot of our listeners know. Michael Held, or at least know who he was. He is one of our old sportsman drivers from New Smyrna, who unfortunately we lost to suicide back in October. This weekend, we are doing his 21st birthday party at Little 500 in Maitland from 1.30 to 4.30, 5 o'clock. And then after that, we're going to the Ale House at Altamont Mall to have drinks and celebrate his 21st birthday. Um... From 9.30 to 12.30 that morning, we are doing a walk to prevent suicide in Baldwin Park. So if you want to come out, uh, if you do have a Michael Held t-shirt and memorial, I know there's probably a hundred of us that do wear that. If not, wear teal or purple. Come out, show your support. Come race go-karts. It's going to be fun. Every time we go to Little 500, it's a shit show, but it is so much fun. Yeah, and, and let's and remember, then, for for the family and, and for their spirits, that's, this is a celebration. It is going, it's going to, to be, be a celebration. Fun. And just come out and have some fun. I know that Shane and Bonnie and that whole family, they need fun right now. So if you can, if you're not busy, at least, you know, even if you can just come for a little bit, ride a go-kart or two, give yeah. Shane and Bonnie a hug, say I hey. I know Dalton Nelson just texted me. He's He's got to work in the morning, but he's hoping he can at least come to L House. No matter when you can show up, show up, give a hug to Bonnie or Shane or fuck me. That sounded bad. Or give me a hug for Bonnie or Shane. Just come show your support. Michael was so loved in the state of Florida or hated, but still loved in the same aspect. Um, just come show your support. It might not be a racetrack, but we are going to have fun. Every time we come to Little 500, it's always a It fun turns time. crazy. So that, that, that'll be a lot of fun. And uh, we can we can celebrate with, with Michael anyway. Um, and, and, of course, we, we miss him so very, very much. So, But if you are racing and you can't make it, even though you planned on making it, just know Michael's cheering you on. That's right. He he's what now. See, he's got a great seat. He can watch us all do our racing things every weekend now. The best seat. So, all right. So that's what's uh, happening this weekend. Of course, um, next weekend we'll be back with our Speed Weeks preview show. That's right, Speed Weeks preview. That means we're going to be covering New Smyrna Speed Weeks, and we'll uh, we'll get into the NASCAR stuff a little bit. NASCAR season right around the corner as well. I'm a big fan of the Daytona 500 and. Uh, so we'll give our Speed Weeks predictions. We'll talk about what's going on over at the New Smyrna Speedway. And we'll talk a little bit of Daytona Speed Weeks as well. And with that said, that's going to go ahead and wrap up this edition of Racing with Ryan. Appreciate y'all listening. And uh, again, big thank you and shout out to Chad Rutherford for the interview. All right, y'all. We'll see you at the next race. Have a great night. Bye. Bye. Bye.